Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of Around the Slice. Uh, I have a very exciting and fun episode planned for you today, and that is something I did last year, so I'm doing this for the second year in a row. Hopefully, we can make this a tradition every year moving forward. Uh, I am doing 2024 starting QB predictions, 32 NFL teams, 32 different starting quarterbacks. I wanted to do this because before we get into the weeds, if you will, of the offseason, what players are going where, what players are going to resign, before I tell you guys what targets I want for the Bills, since this is a Bills-themed podcast, I'm a Bills fan, of course, I wanted to kind of step back and just take a, t- uh, a whole view of the league, if you will, of all 32 teams. Now, when I say predicting the starting QB, I mean predicting their week one starter, not who will play the most games because obviously you can't predict injury, but week one. So, for example, if you were here with me last year, I predicted that the Cardinals week one starter, I didn't say Kyler Murray because obviously he was coming off a torn ACL and he didn't make his debut till like week 10 or 11, I believe even. So I predicted Baker Mayfield. Obviously that was wrong, but the spirit of it still remains that this is week one. So last year I kind of nailed that with Kyler Murray not being ready for week one, coming off a torn ACL. But – uh, we're going to go all the way from AFC East, AFC North, and the NFC, so on and so forth. So let's just get into it. 32 teams, 32 starting quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, I went back last week when I was first playing Sepzone, giant some notes down and whatnot that if you were with me last year, then you already know this. If not, I got 23 of 32 starting quarterbacks right, so I think that's around like 72, 73% hit rate, which honestly, I thought it would be worse than that. So I got 23 out of 32 possible week one starters crack. So Hopefully, hopefully we can get a better mark. Let's get at least 24 out of 32. Let's make an even three quarters of the league, 75%. So, yeah, we'll have to come back to this next year, though, and see what's up. Um, AFC East, now this one's pretty straightforward. I'll say the guy, then I'll kind of, like, go into it why. And if some are obviously longer, a bit more interesting conversations than others. But this is pretty straightforward. Buffalo Bills, week one starter, will be Josh Allen. He's on a streak of, like, 70-something games started, straight games started since missing a few games in his rookie year. I mean, that's like Iron Man status. That's like no one can match it because second is like 20-something, 30-something, if that even. So, obviously, you know, it's kind of rare for a guy to start that many games in a row in the NFL. But, like, I know I've went into this before. I don't want to reflect on this past season because you can go back and, like, watch my Bills season review from a couple weeks ago in the recap. But I will just the short – end of it is I think Josh Allen should have won MVP. I don't think it should have been Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar got 49 out of 50 votes and he was unanimous, damn near unanimous MVP. And I don't really understand that like at all, but we go starter will be Josh Allen as long in, I might get some pushback in this, but I don't really care. As long as Josh Allen is Buffalo Bills quarterback, the bills, the bills, um, Super Bowl window will be open. Yes, you can say Gabe Davis disappointing as a quote-unquote wide receiver two and moving on. Okay, I'd agree with that. You can say Stefan Diggs probably not even um, an elite, like elite top-of-the-line receiver anymore. Maybe his elite days are dwindling or behind him even, but it's still like a 1A, 1B situation. Dalton Kincaid, this and that. You can go through, well, the roster's aging well. The roster's getting expensive. Well, Von Miller, Dalton Knox are taking up a lot of cap space and disappointing with it. As long as Josh Allen's there, the Bills' Super window will be open. I'm not asking for a dynasty. I could – listen, dynasties are great. Patriots, dynasty, 20 years, that's unmatched. Chiefs, as much as I hate to admit it, they're probably on their way. But I don't need a dynasty for the Bills. 
Just give me one before I go. Like, just give me one Super Bowl. I, I'm buff Western New Yorkers, like Western New York natives, such as myself in upstate whatever region. Um, we don't need a dynasty. We'll just be satisfied with one. I mean, could you imagine the city? The city would like burn down overnight out of excitement if we won a Super Bowl. So, week one starter for Bill is Josh Allen. For the Dolphins, I have Miami Dolphins. I have Tua Tagovailoa. Now, coming out of 2022, this was kind of in doubt, not because he's bad or anything, although I think he is a tad overrated, but we'll get to that. But not that I think he's bad or anything. I think he's a perfectly capable starting QB in this league, led the league in passing yards, and was an MVP candidate for the first couple of months this past year. But coming out of 2022, is he had two documented concussions and probably a third one where they probably violated the protocol and all those rules. Some rules got changed because of Tua. He admitted over the offseason, and as the season was starting this past year in 2023, back in September um, of 2023, that he considered retiring and that's kind of unfortunate, but um, Tua will be the week one starter, in my opinion. He he didn't have any concussions this past year, so hopefully for his sake, um, like I don't like the Dolphins. I would even go as far as I hate the Dolphins, but you never want to see someone consider retirement at that young of an age. What I am nervous about, if players have contracts to go along with this or contract decisions to be made, I'll kind of bring them up as we go. The Dolphins have a contract decision to make with Tua Tagovailoa. They picked up his fifth-year option, so 2022-23. He is on the fifth-year option next year in 2024, next season, I should say, rather. But obviously with quarterback, with players, especially quarterbacks, you'd like to get a year ahead of it. So Tua says he expects to get a big contract extension done with the Dolphins this offseason. He said this a couple weeks ago when the season ended for the Dolphins. Um. But I would be wary of like giving him fifty to fifty-five million. Like Josh Allen, it seems like a bargain. I always go back to this because it's my quarterback. But Josh Allen seems like a bargain at forty-three million, eleven, and probably after this offseason, with extending Jordan Love, with extending Tua, a couple other guys, Kirk Cousins, he might be like twelfth or thirteenth, or maybe even fourteenth even. But Tua, I would just be wary of the Dolphins giving Tua a big contract extension of fifty to fifty-five million because that's just the top of the line QBs are making now. Uh, let's see. Jalen Hurst makes like 48 a year. Joe Burrow makes like 55 a year. Justin Herbert's make 50 a year. Lamar Jackson makes 52 a year. I mean, just ballooning, going up and up and up, just exploding here over this, really this off season. And Mahomes now makes like 50 years. Well, so I would just be wary of that. I don't think two is on the level of those guys. Unfortunately, I do think the Dolphins will overpay for him because Every year, the same story. And this isn't just me hating on the Dolphins, so Dolphins fans, relax. But this isn't just me being a division rival. Um, I just, it's the fact of the matter, September, October, and bits of November, even he's MVP candidate. They're flying high. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, he most advantage. Yeah, let's go. We're going to the Super Bowl. Then December and January, when they play those cold weather teams or just good teams in general, really, they only won one game above against a team above 500 in the regular season plus playoffs this year because they actually lost to the Chiefs. Um, and that was the Cowboys who were above 500, and they only won because the Cowboys, like, ruined, like, totally imploded on the last drive or two, last drive mainly. So, I mean, not too impressive, but I think it's the same story every year with the Dolphins. But Tua will be their week one starter. I'm not hating on him too much. I'm just saying that I would be wary of paying him 50 to $55 million, like those top-of-the-line QBs I just mentioned with the market ballooning. 
Uh, Jeff, I mean, this is pretty straightforward as well. Aaron Rodgers, I believe, will be the week one starter because he tore his ACL in early September. I mean, literally four snaps in, so week one. And uh, not ACL, Achilles, actually. And believe it or not, Achilles are like a month or two faster recovery typically than ACL, where ACL is like 10 to 12 months. Achilles can be like eight to 10 months. So if that if it is eight months, if it is on the short end, let's see, October, November, January, he'll be ready by May. He'll be ready by training camp. But even if it is on the longer end of 10 months, that's July. So he might miss a week or two of training camp, but for sure be ready for the season. So he'll, needless to say, he'll be ready for the season. I do think this might be a hot take. I do think this is the last season, not just with the Jets, because he's not going to third team. But I do think this is his last season in the NFL. He'll be 41 in December. So right around the time where late season push, playoff push, he'll be 41. And obviously, you know, coming off a torn Achilles at 40, transitioning into 41 years old is hard and not difficult enough. His first major injury for his career. He's about Ironman as well. But obviously four MVPs in his career. Um, but obviously it might be time to pack it up if, you know, if the Jets don't make the playoffs this year, I think Robert Sala is gone. I think Joe Douglas is gone. I think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala should have been gone after this past year to be completely transparent and completely honest with you guys because, with you because for the way they managed the Zach Wilson slash Trevor Simmons slash Tim Boy or whatever the hell that whole freaking situation was there. Um, but and Rodgers will be the week one starter. Now, Patriots, this might be a little spicy because there's been some rumors that you will the Patriots trade out of the third overall pick, where they trade down to the third overall pick, where they take um, the top receiver in the draft in a Marvin Harrison Jr. at the third overall pick. I think, though, that's all smoke, and I think Jaden Daniels will be their starting quarterback come week one. I think it will be Caleb Williams at the top. Caleb Williams going to the Bears. And then Drake May going to the Commanders, and then Jaden Daniels going to the Patriots. The only reason I think the Patriots shouldn't draft Jaden Daniels is if they stay pat and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. They should not trade out as much as I hate the Patriots and don't want them to be set up for success. There's no denying that new era with Gerard Mayo, new era with whoever they're off, uh, Alex Van Pelt coming over from Cleveland as their offensive coordinator. I They really want to use two tight end sets. You get Jaden Daniels to either stay pat and draft Jaden Daniels or Marvin Harrison Jr. The only way I could accept them not drafting Jaden Daniels is like I just said, drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. But I think predictively, as of right now, obviously this could change. It's literally February Saturday, February 17th, 8th, March. And we got about two a little over for tens of purposes, two months to go until the draft. So I think it is Jaden Daniels going. That's the AC East going to the AFC North. I do have the Bengals, Joe Burrow. He had an injury about mid season. He missed like the last, what, eight or nine games or so. They missed the playoffs, but it was even remarkable that they were even in contention to like the very last week or two with Jake Browning. Now, Jake Browning's an exclusive rights for agent, which means he either plays for the Bengals or he doesn't play. He either plays for the current team, which is the Bengals, um, for the vet minimum, or which is like one, one and a half million, or completely out of football, I believe. So obviously he's going to stay there. It's a nice backup, but nice developmental guy. But Joe Burrow, he didn't tear his ACL. He didn't tear his Achilles. So I don't want to like make fun of any injury but at all, but it's not like it's a gruesome injury where – He'll have some abnormal offseason. He's probably already back to work. He just broke his wrist. I say just broke his wrist, but in comparison, it's kind of on the later end. 
So Joe Burrow will be the Bengals starter week one. And look for them to get back to the top of the class of the AFC. Look for Patrick Holmes, obviously. Josh Allen, obviously. But then Lamar Jackson to be in the mix. Joe Burrow to be in the mix. If Jim Harbaugh can rate the ship, Justin Herbert and the Chargers to be in the mix if they get a few more defensive pieces. So Joe Burrow, fully back from his broken wrist. The only thing is, though, he hasn't had like a full offseason slash training camp slash preseason with the team. Like, obviously, his rookie year, he tears his ACL and MCL and PCL, mostly torn ACL. People know him, know it by. And the next training camp slash preseason, he's missing time recovering from that. And then after that, this past, and then there's a couple injuries in between there that I can't recall right now. Uh, and then this past year, obviously, he strains his calf. And there were some questions, will he be ready for week one? He just didn't look right. He started to catch fire the few weeks leading up to his broken wrist against that Ravens in that Thursday night football game. I remember it very fondly. So. Anyway, Browns. Now, week one start, as much as, like, I want this guy to fail because, you know, the whole lawsuit situation, the this, the that, we've been talking about for a co- two years now. Um. I'm not going to rehash it all right now because I've shared my piece on this podcast and internally, if you know me, you know my opinions as well. Um, Browns, though, Deshaun Watson, like Dorian Thompson-Robinson, like whatever, it's developmental, third-string backup at best. Um, Joe Flacco, I mean, what he proved that, like, he proved that, like, he – should be on a roster to start the season. Like he shouldn't wait until November to sign with a team anymore, but he's 39 years old. He plays a very reckless style of football. He played YOLO ball and don't, you can miss me with the comeback player of the year. Crap. I don't really care. I've shared my piece in that too. Demar Hamlin. Like what did Joe, Joe Flacco do? He come back from being terrible. He come back from off the couch, come back from eating cereal in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> But at least he proved that he should be on the roster to start the season as a veteran backup for maybe a team that has a young QB or dress a rookie. But Deshaun Watson, so, but he played YOLO ball, Joe Flacco, that's over with. He had a lot of turnovers, and people are freaking out because he always put up 300-plus yards in all five games. He started a bit in the playoffs. The Magic wore out, and he, the Texans totally exposed him at 39 years old, which they rightfully should. But Deshaun Watson, Browns week one starter. The Ravens, this is pretty straightforward too. Lamar Jackson, I literally started this episode with the whole MVP thing comparing it to Josh Allen. I think my MVP would have went like this. Josh Allen, number one. Christian McCaffrey, number two. Brock Purdy, three. Dak Prescott, four. And I'm sorry, I don't care. Lamar Jackson, five. If you want to put McCaffrey all the way down five because one of the rest don't get the word, then fine. Go ahead. More power to you, but... Lamar should have at least been four or five. He would have been the fourth quarterback out of Allen, Purdy, Prescott, and himself. But Lamar Jackson, Ravens, it doesn't sound like they'll resign Odell Beckham Jr. Rashad Bateman hasn't panned out. Maybe you get a guy in the draft like an A.D. Mitchell from Texas, like a Keon Coleman from Florida State. Those are really what I've seen in Max as of recently. Maybe a speedster like Xavier Rudy, although I, I think you have that type of receiver in Zay Flowers. But... um. Lamar, we're not really talking about the weapons here. This is solely the QB, and Lamar will be ready to go with the Ravens compete with, like I said, the top of the AFC class with Joe Burrow. Lamar, obviously, himself. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Holmes, Lamar at the top. Uh, I don't believe in Deshaun Watson, but if Justin Herbert, if Jim Harbaugh can write that ship, like I said a few minutes ago. Uh, Steelers, now this is 
bold. I want to be a believer in Kenny Pickett, but it doesn't sound like Mike Tomlin is wanting to stick around to develop a young guy and um, stick around for all this time it takes. So I have the Steelers week one starter. Get ready for this. Being Russell Wilson. I know Justin Fields to Pittsburgh and being the Steelers starter next year in week one and beyond has picked up steam lately. I have Justin Fields going a different team. Actually, I do not have him as the Bears, little teaser, but I have him going a different team. You'll have to stick around to see that. Uh, by see or hear my opinion on that. But yeah, Russell Wilson, week one starter. Mike Tomlin, this is probably his last year coaching, at least his last year or two coaching. I don't think he has time, like I just said, to develop Kenny Pickett. I mean, what do you do? Resign Mason Rudolph to be your starter. He had a three-game run, and then the Bills reminded him who he was. And I just, I don't know. Like, Russell Wilson, it's either like Steelers, Falcons, or out of the league. I know there's a report Sean Payton said a couple weeks ago that we haven't made a decision yet on Russell Wilson. Basically saying he could still be on this team, possibly. Stop. That's total smoke screen. After threatening to bench Russell Wilson, if saying, basically saying, going to him and saying, if you don't take your guarantees out of your contract, we are going to bench you earlier than we did. And starting Jarrett Stidham for the last two games when you're technically still in the playoff hunt, still mathematically alive, that relationship is broken. You're not going back to that. Let it go. Move on. It's over with. But Russell Wilson... You know, he we the Steelers don't need some explosive guys. They just need the, someone to ball, get the ball to Deontay Johnson, who's a phenomenal route winner. George Pickens is a phenomenal down the field play threat. Character concerns, kind of has anger issues, kind of has, I don't want to say anger issues to judge him, but, I mean, you see him in the field, like, if he doesn't get the ball, he complains that there's a block for his teammates. That's neither here nor there. But Russell Wilson, I, I just have a feeling that, um, the my talent want a veteran because it's his last year at the very least two years with the Steelers, but I think it is his last year. What depending on what they do, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he wants a veteran. He doesn't have time to stick around. AFC South. This is really straightforward. I feel like all four are locked in. Uh, I'll start with Colts. Anthony Richardson, kind of with Joe Burrow, same Joe Burrow situation. He had an injury that wasn't a torn Achilles or wasn't a torn ACL. Obviously, started for four games. He only started and finished fully one of those because he is a very, I'll just, to put it candidly with you guys, to put it candidly, he's a very reckless player. He's young, so but I kind of compare it to Josh Allen. Rookie year was just scrambling around, not really knowing what he was doing, very inaccurate, very reckless with the ball, taking unnecessary hits. That's why he sustained a concussion and missed a game, and that's why the four games he plays played, he only started and finished one of them fully. So, but coming back from that shoulder surgery, we saw him throwing last week. His agent posted that. I believe it was his agent on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. He, I'll call it Twitter for that. Just, I'm used to it. So, Twitter, um, Anthony Richardson will be the Colts week one starter in my opinion. But it is key. It is key that they resign Michael Pitt Jr. I'm not talking about some franchise tag thing. I'm I'm not talking about some short-term deal. Give him like a four to five year deal with a lot of money. I think he's a 25 per at least guy. And then Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Now that is a disappointing season. I thought Trevor Lawrence would be a not a dark horse or sleeper because he people know him as like general quarterback coming out of high school going to Clemson and starting as a freshman right away, which is extremely rare for any college, let alone an ACC school in Clemson. 
Number one overall pick. Urban Meyer, rookie year, was a total waste. Second year, start off slow, but second half of the year, he really picked up steam with Doug Peterson. I think, though, if they missed the – and then this year was a missed bag. Missed bag. This year was a mixed bag, excuse me. This year was a mixed bag with Doug Peterson. So I think if the Jaguars missed the playoffs altogether, um, then Doug Peterson is probably out, and GM Trent Bulky is probably out as well. But Trevor Lawrence, I don't know. He'll be the week one starter. I'm still probably saying he's a Dark Horse MVP candidate with motivation, but I don't know. Texans, C.J. Stroud, he is fully fledged a top five MVP candidate, in my opinion. At multiple points this season, after people saw his greatness, he was a legit MVP candidate. Obviously, for the second year in a row, we have the same team having both offensive rookie of the year and defense rookie of the year because in 2022, um, it was Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner, respectively, for the Jets. In 2023, this most recent year, this past year, it was C.J. Stroud on offense and then Will Anderson Jr., Will Anderson on defense as a pass rusher, utility pass rusher. So that's really awesome to see. So C.J. Stroud fully entrenched in MVP, in my opinion, for this next season in 2024. Week one starter. The Titans. Now, as much as I'm not the biggest Will Lewis fan, it seems like they are. Maybe they draft another offensive lineman of Joe Al Olufashanu, Tele Sefuaga from Oregon State. Whatever they do, maybe they give them a weapon like Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze. That's what I would do. It's like I would cut DeAndre Hopkins, save $10 million. Traylon Burks hasn't really stepped up. You need a legit wide receiver one. Don't re-sign Derrick Henry. You're clearly in the start of a rebuild. You have Brian Callahan as a new head coach coming over offensive coordinator from Bengals. Um T. Higgins has said that like he likes that his coach is there and he'll be familiar there. So he kind of hinted at wanting to go to the Titans, but didn't fully admit it. But Will Levis, week one starter. They got to figure out that defense, obviously. Run defense is like elite, but pass defense is dreadful. So Will Levis will be the Titans week one starter. Last division, yeah, last division of the AFC, the AFC West. This is, well, half of this. Two of the four is kind of straight, really straightforward, point blank. But bra, bra, Broncos starting with the AFC West. This is going to be spicy. J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback from Michigan. Now, Broncos have the 12th overall pick. And J.J. McCarthy has picked up a lot of steam lately. So maybe the Vikings snipe McCarthy, snipe the Broncos for McCarthy a pick before at 11. Uh Maybe another team does in the top 10. I wouldn't draft McCarthy until like late first round if that, but people really, really like him because Michigan never asked them to do too, too much. And it was always ground and pound and built in the trenches over there with Jim Harbaugh. Now Sharon Moore is there, but I see JJ McCarthy won't be there anymore. So Broncos, I have JJ McCarthy, and I do think they'll have to trade up a few spots, if not a lot of spots. I mean, they're at 12, so I don't know how much it will take. But yeah, Chargers locked and loaded. Justin Herbert, obviously another star quarterback. People think like, oh, Justin Herbert hasn't won anything. That blah blah blah. And Justin Herbert's overrated. Justin Herbert's not elite. I think he's elite. I think he's up there with like obviously a tick below Mahomes, Allen. But I think he's on par with Burrow. I think he's on par with Lamar Jackson, if not a tad better. I think he's on par with Jalen Hurts, who I didn't mention yet, but those other guys. But Justin Herbert. Um, you I think you have to draft another receiver or Brock Bowers at tight end. You gotta draft a league neighbors, Roma Duze, Brock Bowers, someone like that. Um, I see all these mocks with Alt and Fashanu and or 
or Pashanu going there, and I just don't get it. But week one starter for the Chargers will be Justin Herbert after his broken thumb or whatever it was. Chiefs, Patrick Holmes, obviously, I hate to admit it, is starting a dynasty right in front of our eyes. Won three Super Bowls in his first six seasons. It would have been four if they just didn't get mutilated by the Buccaneers. They're in the way of everyone. They're in the way of the Ravens. They're in the way of the Dolphins. They're going to be in the way of the Jets if they want to get to where they're going to get. If anyone wants to get where they want to get to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to hell or high, wa- hell or high water. You're going to have to go through the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is not a hot take. Don't come at me with, well, you know, this team played that. No. The Bills and Josh Allen played the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes the best hands down. It wasn't particularly close. The Ravens scored 10 again. Or wait. Wrong order. The Dolphins scored seven against them. Uh, the Dolphins scored seven against them. The Bill, the Ravens scored ten against them. The, the 49ers scored because they had a lot of field goals, 1369. Ten against their defense and three field goals. So and the Bills scored 27 against their defense. And Purdy Jackson Tua combined had four touchdowns against that. Elite Chiefs defense and the Bills, along with 27 points. Josh Allen had four, three touchdowns just on his own. So one less than those other three combined. I really like those other three QBs, especially Brock Purdy. But I, I don't think it's up for debate that the Bills, especially Josh Allen, paid Patrick Mahomes and the Elite Chiefs defense the best. I mean, it's really not up for debate. But Patrick Mahomes, obviously, Chiefs week one starting. Okay, Raiders. This might be a hot take. I just think they're standing pat with Aiden O'Connell. I don't know. He had the game against the Chargers, but anyone, I suit me up, coach. I could go out there and play on the Chargers' defense. Their run defense is horrible. Their pass defense is even worse. Uh, actually, they're both dreadful, let's be honest. I mean, they literally won, what, 63-21 to 21 or some, something like that? It was 49 nothing at halftime. Woo-hoo. I think Aiden O'Connell, surrounded by Jacoby Myers, surrounded by Michael Mayer in second year. Please don't make him play special teams again. I mean, why is he playing special teams as a early, early second-round pick? Tight end. Elite prospect coming out in Ordain. Go Irish. My team, whatever. Um, I don't know. I think Antonio Pierce is built on running games, so I don't foresee Josh Jacobs being there, so that will be Zamir White's place to hold for now. I think he's built on running game in trenches like O-line, D-line. I don't think he wants to air it out a ton. I just don't. There was a report today that they trade up for Jaden Daniels. Raiders are picking at 13. If you have to go up to Commanders at 2 or even Patriots at 3, good freaking luck. You're not, that cap will be like two first-round picks plus one this year and then one next year and a handful of other ones. Early picks, second, third, whatever, what have you. You're not doing that. So I think they're just content with Aiden O'Connell. I do. I think they want to ground and pound and play in the trenches, especially with Antonio Pierce there. So I think they'll figure out next year. And I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G as they call him, Jimmy Garoppolo got suspended two games, and they're going to cut him in early March to save $10 million against the cap. Uh, NFC East, Commanders. I do have Drake May. I think it goes Caleb Williams at one of the Bears. Drake May at two of the Commanders. Jaden Daniels at three of the Patriots. Then Marvin Anderson for the Cardinals. That's everyone's top four. If you want to have like some other one where Harrison goes to Patriots, fine. But I think May going to the Commanders, I think it is a really like I don't know how I love that fit between Cliff Kingsbury and Drake May with Cliff Kingsbury, I should say rather. But I mean, it's interesting. 
So I think Drake May will be the week one starter for the Panthers. He has a great supporting cast there. I don't foresee them resigning Curtis Samuel, but could they go after another running back to compliment Brian Robinson Jr., B. Robbins, they call him, like an Austin Eckler, like another receiving back of that type, like a Zach Moss, and then receivers, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. They'll probably cut Logan Thompson at the end, but Drake May will be set up really well in his rookie year. Cowboys, Dak Prescott. I don't get what people are saying. Even Cowboys fans, they want to cut off a side. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. I think it's more Mike McCarthy. And I blame Jerry Jones. He has a slow trigger. He does not have a fast trigger. He held on to Jason Garrett for way too long as a coach. He's holding on to Mike McCarthy for a year too long. I Yeah, they didn't give him a contract extension. So if they don't reach that, and I feel like I've been saying this forever with the Cowboys, even back with Jason Garrett. If they don't reach the NFC Championship, at least, Mike McCarthy is out. You don't have to fire him because you just won't renew his contract. That's the nice way of saying, we're firing you. Goodbye. Take your package now and leave. <laughs> um. Eagles, so Cowboys, Dak Prescott, week one starter. Eagles, week one starter. Traylon Hurst. Um, I don't, like, if people really think Jalen Hurts is not franchise QB anymore, which is based off of one year where the Eagles lost their last six of seven games, including that embarrassment to the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield, and then they have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, and A.J. Brown's getting frustrated and doing whatever he wants. I don't know. Needless to say, though, Jalen Hurts is still a franchise QB in my mind. They just got to get, uh, I mean, they just got to get new corners on defense. So Jalen Hurts, week one start for the Eagles Giants. I really wanted them to go in a different direction here. I mean, Daniel Jones, think of the last two contracts that have really screwed the QB market and screwed owners this in the last few years. Deshaun Watson signing that 248 every penny guaranteed, no matter if injury, no matter if gets suspended, fully guaranteed. You get every penny. Coming off 26 sexual assault cases and lawsuits, sure, we'll give you that. In that stupid or the Daniel jo- and or the Daniel Jones one getting 40 million a year, and now there's no middle ground for those military quarterbacks. That's why Buccaneers will probably overpay for Baker Mayfield. That's why Justin Fields will want at least 40 to 42 a year. So both those contracts, Deshaun Watson and Daniel Jones, respectively, really in respective years, the last two years, really screwed the QB market. But I just think Giants like they'll have to trade up for Jaden Daniels. I think that's that's not going to happen. I think J.D. Daniels would be a perfect fit. And I arguably, Daniel Jones, like you can comfortably say he was this the third best QB on his own roster this past year. Like Tyrod Taylor is probably the best. Then Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito was second. And then there's Daniel Jones. He tore his ACL in early October. So that's early enough. Well, he'll probably, maybe he starts the year on pop and misses the first four games or whatever. But yeah, first four games. But I don't know. I, I just, like if they don't make the playoffs, I think Brian Dable's out. I think Joe Schoen is out. Shane, whatever, however you say it. I should probably know because he's the former Bills assistant GM to Brandon Bean, but whatever. I'll say it, Schoen, whatever. Joe Schoen, um, it seems like really fast turnaround for a team that overachieved, if you will. Yeah, they did overachieve, overachieved in 2022. Uh, Next, so Daniel Jones, unfortunately, Giants week one star. And by the way, I don't know if I've emphasized this. My bad if I didn't, but this is not what I would do. This is like predictably. So when I say Broncos, JJ McCarthy, I would not take McCarthy in the first round. Or when I say like Giants, Daniel Jones, I would try to trade up for Daniel Jones, but I would try to trade up for Jaden Daniels, excuse me. Um, but predictably, I just don't think that's plausible or will happen. Uh, and it's moving on to the NFC North. I said the Bears. I already said my top three picks, and I think it will be Kelly Williams. This is another example of I would not do this. I would pick up Justin Fields' fifth-year option. 
Some people are saying, well, what if they could draft Caleb Williams and what if they could keep Justin Fields and then trade the worst one, maybe trade Caleb Williams if Justin Fields abouts him in training camp? First of all, that would be super weird. Why would you trade a first overall pick after he hasn't even played for you? Like, I know Eli Manning, his, whole, the, his father was kind of like moaning about it when he was first drafted and he was drafted by Chargers, traded the Giants the very next day. I, wh- whatever. But this is 2024, not 2004. So 20 years later, that would be super weird if you did that. I would keep Justin Fields. I would trade back the one overall pick. Maybe the Patriots want to come up from three. Maybe the Giants, again, want to come up. Falcons, Raiders. I mean, I would trade back. I mean, obviously still in the top eight, but I would trade back in the top eight somewhere to get Marvin Harrison Jr. or at the very least Malik Neighbors or Roma Duce. Um, But I think Caleb Williams will be the Bears' weekly starter. Predictively, it's not what I do, but predictably. Lions, uh, these are the three of pretty strict. Well, two. Lions, Jared Goff. I think like people hate on Jared Goff way too much. I'd be looking to give him like a two-year, maybe even three-year contract extension because I believe he is a free agent in 2025 next offseason. So I'll be looking to get that done a year early. If I'm Brad Holmes, I mean, jury's still on James Williams, but he's hit on draft pick after draft pick. Look at this past year, Jack Campbell, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. I mean, a ton of guys. I mean, look at last year, even 2022 draft. Malcolm Rodriguez at linebacker. I mean, Jameson Williams, like I just said, at receiver. Then look at 2021. I'm on Ross St. Brown. And look at the Chiefs contracts they've given out that paid dividends. David Montgomery in that two-back system. So I really like the big of this Lions team. So Jared Goff, absolutely week one starter. Packers, Jordan Love. This is my dark horse MVP candidate right now. If I were to say, who do you think, outside of the top five odds, like I don't look at betting ends and stuff because obviously I don't bet. But like if you – like outside the like Josh Allen's, the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jackson, the repeat, the the CJ Stroud, the Justin Herbert, any of the top end quarterbacks outside of that, who's your darkest MVP pick right now? If I had to pick one, it is Jordan Love. He has really young receivers. I would like him to sign a veteran receiver in free agency next month to kind of push those young receivers, if you will, because they do have drops that sometimes they improved a lot over the season, though. But Maybe get a veteran presence there, but that is my pick for Dark Horse MVP. So mark that down. Week one starter for the Packers, Jordan Love. Now, Vikings, this is interesting. I think they re-signed Kirk Cousins. Now, if they re-sign Kirk Cousins to like $38, $40 million a year, does that mean they can't draft a Michael Penix Jr.? Does that mean they can't draft a Bo Nix in the second or third round or the opportunity arises that J.J. McCarthy falls 7-11? No, I think you don't give Kirk Cousins more than a two-year deal. I think like, 49, 50, and 69. Like two years, 78 million, like 39 a year, considering he is, he will be 36 in August when the season starts. He'll be 36. Age 36 season, I mean. And then he's coming off a torn Achilles at that age. He might miss the first few weeks. So I think two years, 78 million ballpark for 39 a year is perfect. And you could still draft a young QB if you want. But I think, like, going from that quarterback series, like, um, on Netflix in this past June, June 2023, I should say, rather. Obviously, it was Petrons, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is the only one I cared about. He's a routine guy. He likes to stay in one spot. He'll probably want to rehab with the same medical team. He's a routine guy. He shops at Kohl's. He shops at Target. You know, he's not this extravagant, like, fashion guy. I don't know. It just seems like he likes routine. I think him and the Vikings have mutual interest in reuniting. So I would give him a two-year deal, and maybe you can get an out or cut him and save money in that second year after next year. But 
who knows? Uh, moving on to the our second to last division here. This has been fun. Um, NFC South for the Buccaneers. I have another guy returning. Now it's kind of boring, but it is what it is. Baker Mayfield. I am fearful, like I said with the Daniel Jones contract. I am fearful they're going to give him like forty million dollars a year. And I wouldn't give Baker Mayfield more than a two-year deal in terms of length and in terms of AAV, like average per year. I wouldn't give him more than like 30 to 32 million a year. But I, like I said, I think he'll be severely overpaid. Unfortunately, I just kind of fear that. I don't know. Like, what has Baker Mayfield like been at this point? Yeah, he he's been great this past season, but like over 4,000 yards, almost 30 touchdowns, less than 10 interceptions, single-digit interceptions. That's great, but let's not forget the fact that he is a bust, like being on four teams in six seasons. Like he, he was on the Browns for his first two years. Then he kind of cycled through the Panthers, then cycled through the Rams. He had a cup of coffee there for literally like two games, one even. And then he was on the Buccaneers. I think that's where he'll stay, but I wouldn't give him more than two years at length at the most and more than like 30, 32 million a year at the most either. And then Falcons, uh, this is my Justin Fields spot. I said Russell Wilson for the Steelers, and this is my Justin Fields spot. Honestly, this could flip. Wilson could go to the Steelers or Falcons, and then Fields go to the Steelers or Falcons. But for now, I have Russell Wilson as Steelers, and I have Justin Fields going to the Falcons to be their week one starter. I mean, this would be a nuclear thing, especially for fantasy, because fantasy is like always on my mind, listening to tons of podcasts and stuff. They're really like, I won't name drop them here. So I'm going to single anyone out, but really love them and then I mean Justin Fields with his rushing ability with Bijan Robinson in the backfield with Drake London on the outside Kyle Pitts and move all around maybe they draft another receiver I wouldn't do a first round but second round third round for sure it's really deep so Justin Fields I think if you give up a second round pick this year and a second round pick maybe a third round pick next year that is a conditional third round pick that can become a second in 2025 uh based on percentage of snaps based on some incentives I think that would be ideal and you can get that done um, so yeah, Panthers, Bryce Young, I mean, he was really bad. I said it would take him a year or so, especially as rookie in the NFL to adjust his size in the NFL. He's five, nine. I mean, that's even shorter than Kyler Murray at five, 10 and Russell Wilson at five, 11. If you're shorter than Kyler Murray, that's kind of not concerning, but like, that's kind of funny because Kyler Murray at five, 10 is already small enough. So Bryce Young at five, nine, I see, I told, I said, if you recall at different points last year in the draft process, it will take Bryce Young his all year in his first year in the NFL to adjust his size in the NFL. I mean, if you're relying on the Panthers didn't do him any good either. Like they did him a disservice because if you're relying on 34-year-old, 34-year-old wash washed receivers, your wide receiver, quote unquote wide receiver one, you got issues. And the offensive line. Iki Aquanu hasn't developed as nicely as he wanted. Some other contract like Bradley Bozeman have not looked too good. Chandler Zavada looks good at guard for the future, but I don't know. Hopefully he can bounce back, but I'm not counting on it. And then Saints week one starter, Derek Carr. They probably did overpay him. He got 38 and a half a year. At this point, he's probably what, like a 26 to 28 million dollar year at most. I think he's just a shade under 30, like if that. Um, I used to really like Derek Carr, but like you have weapons like Elvin Kamara, Chris, and no, I'm not including Michael Thomas. That it's over. Let it go. Michael Thomas, move on. Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Juwan Johnson at tight end, Taysom Hill at tight end. And if somehow you can get Brock Bowers if he falls, which I've seen a few mocks, which I don't understand how he would fall. And then Elvin Kamara running back. I don't know. 
It's really interesting, but I think Derek Carr did get overpaid a little. NFC West are are so we have eight divisions. This is the eighth one. So last one, the episode. NFC West, 49ers. I do have Brock Purdy being their week one starter. Like I, I think he played pretty well against the Chiefs, actually. He had like 33, 330-something 30, passing yards in the first half against the Chiefs. I know he only had like under a hundred for the second half, but like I, I don't know. He I know he couldn't get into Debo. I know he couldn't get to Brandon Ayuk, but him and Jawan, like Jawan Jennings was really good. I think they abandoned the run too much, but I don't know. I don't blame the Super Bowl loss on Brock Purdy. I blame Kyle Shanahan for, like, how do your players, like, how, and I don't blame the players either. How do you not teach your players the overtime rules in the Super Bowl? They, these have been around for two years now. Yes, it's the first time we're seeing it take effect, but how do you not know? So Brock Purdy, week one starter. Cardinals, Kyler Murray. I might have been a tad, not, I don't want to say hateful because I didn't like outright hate him, but I said in the past Kyler Murray was overrated. I'm not as bullish on it like right now in the current moment talking to you guys, but he is still a tad overrated, but Kyler Murray, week one starter. I thought, and the whole world thought Caleb Williams, they would have a number one overall pick. Honestly, they could have won like six, seven games this year, if not more, if they really wanted to. They they only got blown out in like two or three. One of those like Clayton Toon starting at that. So, yeah. Um. Rams, Matthew Stafford, I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. Now, I don't understand people who are saying first-round mocks that, like, um, J.J. McCarthy can play, or J.J. McCarthy should, they should draft J.J. McCarthy and Michael Pax Jr. Bo Nix at the back end of the first round where they're picking. I don't really get that. Like, I don't know. Seems weird to me. They need a corner like Kool-Aid or McKittree, Quinn Mitchell, Terry and Arnold, if he flips to them somehow. So Matthew Stafford has Cooper Cobb, Puka Nakua. Tyler Higby's going to probably move on, so you need to repad that tight end room. Last one, 32, Seahawks' Geno Smith. Now, they did inform him that he's staying on the roster, so he had a roster bonus kick in, a guarantee kick in on Friday, so literally yesterday. So they did inform him they stay on the roster last week and this week. Now, if they caught him in the first couple weeks of March, I highly doubt they'll do that, but it does save $22 million around there. Maybe not exactly, but it does save around $22 million if they cut him, but I don't know. Maybe you still draft from the second round, like Michael Penix, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, if he saw slips to you in the first round. So, I don't know. They're interesting. Anyways, guys, there's 32 teams, 32 quarterbacks. Week one starters. Hopefully, we come back next year and we do better than 23 out of 32, which we did this past last year at this time. So, yeah, I that was a really fun episode. And we're going to get into some QB primers for free agency, landing spots, logistics, how the market's looking, all that, running back, wide receivers, and then Bills free agent targets. And through free agency, will be mostly Bills stuff, but the video, short form video sprinkled in here on the YouTube channel. So, if you're in audio, please come over to the YouTube channel and subscribe, turn notifications on. We're going to be really busy through the month of March with free agency, then anything lingering after, and then the draft in April and mini camp, training camp, and next season and all that. So anyways, guys, you can watch and or listen to this podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at awangener13. You can follow Sean on Twitter, Twitter for any updates or whatnot at Around Slice. Uh, and you can follow, uh, subscribe to my Patreon for only $3 a month, you get extra exclusive, exclusive content just for you guys not on the podcast. So if you like my voice or like hearing my thoughts and opinions, I'll break news to you guys first. My Patreon community, if there's any big free agent signings before the short-term videos or podcasts. Anyways, guys, lots of free agency stuff coming up. Arguably better than the, obviously, football is like football and Super Bowl is very exciting. But 
offseason. We really get the creative stuff, some nostalgic stuff, some creative topics, some special guests, some really analytical conversations, some really market value conversations. And we're going to start with QB Primer next next. Uh, next week and every Saturday from here on out. Anyways, guys, thank you for watching or listening wherever you're tuning in. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.